Welcome to Fitzfinder Wednesday, the Wednesday morning devotion, <laughs> devotional. <laughs> All right, so um, so I want to continue on on the power. So yesterday we read in Ephesians chapter three, um, it said, "May you be strengthened with mighty power in the inner man." So God, through His power, wants to wants to save us to the utmost. He wants to bring us to full salvation. Right, so we can, by the power of the gospel, receive uh, the, self, the manifestation of it. So uh, let me just explain this. You are saved, but you are being saved. So you are in spirit. The moment you say yes to Jesus, you are saved. And the, uh, but your mind still needs to be renewed. Again, your body still needs salvation. So as you look, 2 Corinthians 3, 18... In, in the word is in the mirror or in a glass, the, the image of the Lord. Uh, you are transformed into that image that you see in the word. Okay? So when you look into the word, yesterday we touched on it. Galatians chapter 3 says, um, You foolish Galatians who has bewitched you unto whom before, you, before your very eyes Christ was graphically set forth and portrayed as crucified. So the image of Jesus on the cross is the word which brings salvation. Then he says that you receive the Holy Spirit through the law, obedience to the law, or by the hearing of faith, the hearing of the message of Jesus Christ in him crucified. So the gospel brings the Holy Spirit on the scene, and the Holy Spirit is a power then that, that changes our minds, that changes our bodies, that, uh, like Philippians chapter 3 says, it uh, transforms the body of our humiliation to the body of his glory. But Romans chapter 12 says we are transformed by the entire renewal of our minds. So our minds need to be saved, and our bodies need to be saved. Okay, And the power that saves it is the very same power that saved our spirit, which is the power of God unto salvation, which is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Okay, So before we go on with that, I just want to just maybe it's a good place to start is Romans chapter 1. And, uh, and then we, we will continue on that. Hello, everybody. Hello, Eric. Hello, Ishmael. Hello, Tani Yuki. Hello, Maria Vesi. Hello, Janine. Hello, Janet. It's good to see all of you. All right, so, so let's just look at Romans chapter 1. He says, <clears throat> verse 1, 2, Sixteen says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, uh, the good news of Christ, for it is God's power working unto salvation. So there's a power released by the gospel being preached. And that power brings salvation on the scene, spirit, soul, body. Okay? So, for deliverance from eternal death to everyone who believes, with a personal trust, confidence, surrender, and a firm reliance to the Jew first and also the Greek. Okay. So it's the power working unto salvation through faith. So we are saved by grace through faith, says Ephesians chapter 2. So if we are saved by grace through faith, it means, hi Rob, it's good to see you. Uh, If we are saved by grace through faith, um, it means that the thing that we believe uh, releases the power unto salvation. So we hear a message And in that message, 
it's almost like it's radioactive. It, there's something beaming out of that message. So it's the, the spirit word. It's the word spoken by the spirit. It's different than just a normal, natural, carnal word where information is transmitted to your ears. Okay? It is the Holy Spirit touching the heart when the, uh, the gospel is preached. Okay. So, so we hear a message, but that message is not a human message. It's a message from the spirit, and that spirit targets your heart and not your intellect. So if you receive it with your heart, salvation comes. Okay? So, uh, and that's why I, I'm just staggered at all these doctrines saying you don't need even faith because, you know, it's by Jesus' faith that we are all saved. And everybody is saved. No, if, if you don't, if that gospel does not enter your heart, the very uh, power of God does not enter and bring change. Okay? So uh, I loved what Reinhard Bonnke said. He said, if you are thirsty, only drink. You can't say, there's water for everybody in the world, so everyone is, uh, they're thirsty. No one is thirsty because there's so much water. Okay? You can maybe make that argument about fish in the sea. Okay? But the same thing he said, if, if there's... Uh, uh, there's so much soap in the world, but everybody, everyone is not cleaned. Yeah. So you have to drink and you have to wash yourself. Okay. Now, he said, if you're hungry, only eat. Because that's the thing that will stop the hunger. Yeah. If you're thirsty, only drink. <coughs> if you're tired, only sleep. And if you want a miracle or the power of God on the scene, only believe. Believe what? The cross. The gospel. All right, so he says, <clears throat> I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of God working unto salvation to everyone who believes. With a personal trust, confidence, surrender, and firm reliance. <clears throat> so the gospel is not the power of God unto salvation in general. It is the power of God unto salvation to a specific group of people, and they are called them that believe. Okay? So in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18 and verse 24... Paul writes and he says, the, the message of the gospel, this preaching, is foolishness to the Gentiles. It's an offense to the Jews or to the religious. But to us who are called, Christ is the power of God. The preaching of Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. Okay? So it's the power of God and the wisdom of God, the preaching of Christ. And, and it says in 1 Corinthians 1, when the world did not recognize him by their philosophy or by their religion, it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believed. So they say preaching is foolishness, but in actual fact it's wisdom. Why? The Holy Spirit gets influence in the hearts of those who hear and receive and believe it. Okay, John 6, uh, God, the fa no one can come to the Father except the Father draws him, and uh, those uh, who are drawn are those who are listening to the message. Okay, so, um, so righteousness um, is, uh, is what is ministered. Okay, the cross was an act of righteousness. Okay, if you read Romans chapter 5. <clears throat> so, by uh, Adam's action, 
all of creation uh, was dumped in a sinful nature. Okay? And creation itself was uh, subjected to frailty because of Adam. All right. But now, Christ, by one act of righteousness, has brought righteousness to be imputed by faith. And that's why he also says in Romans chapter 4, blessed is the man who, uh, who's God, uh, unto whom God does not uh, reckon their sins or count their sins against them. Yeah. Blessed is the man whose sins are forgiven and completely buried. Yeah. All right? So, so we are blessed when we believe and, and the righteousness that is ascribed to you, it's a part, oh, yeah. blessed is the man who is counted righteous apart from the works he does. If you read Romans chapter 4. So, so the righteousness is given to us as a free gift because of the cross and we receive it by believing it. Because the message of the cross carries power which then influences you and it changes you and it saves you. All right? So as you receive the spirit that is in the gospel, it enters your heart and, and you have no fellowship with God. Well, he enters. King James says it, but Amplified says he. So he enters your heart, the person, okay, through the word, the spirit word. All right. So um, the gospel reveals righteousness. The gospel imparts righteousness. So I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power unto salvation to them that believe. For in the Gospel, verse 17, a righteousness which God ascribes is revealed. <laughs> okay, um, a, a righteousness which God ascribes is revealed, springing from, from faith leading to faith, disclosed through the way of faith that arouses to more faith. As it is written, the man who through faith is just and upright shall live and shall live by faith. So because we have faith, we can live a righteous life. Because we have faith, we, the righteousness that is in us is not ours, but His righteousness. So it's good to say, oh, I'm the righteousness of God, and then you go on it like, exactly like the world. No. Because those works that you do that looks exactly like the world does not come out, out of faith. Okay? And that's why Romans 14 also says that which is not of faith is sin. Okay, so everything that doesn't flow out of your relationship with Jesus, you better be cut off by the word, John 15, and taken from you. Okay, all right, so the gospel, that word releases power and it imparts righteousness. It's the power of God unto salvation, okay, to them that believe. All right, so... Um, Let's just go to James chapter 5. And then we're just going to look at a few examples of what, what this power looks like. Okay? So James chapter 5 says, Is anyone among you afflicted? Verse 13. Ill-treated, suffering evil. He should pray. Is anyone glad at heart? He should sing praises to God. Is anyone among you sick? He should call in the church elders, and they should pray over him, anointing him with oil in the Lord's name. Yeah. Okay, so it's such simple statements. Are you afflicted? 
pray. Then the affliction will stop. Uh, are you, uh, what's the other one? Uh, you, uh, are you glad at heart? Praise God. Yeah. Is anyone among you sick? Call the elders. Yeah. Okay? Let them pray over you, anointing with oil. Okay. V verse 15. And the prayer that is of faith. Faith in what? Faith in the power of God, the faith in the gospel which releases the power unto salvation. And the prayer that is of faith will save him who is sick. So do you see there that salvation includes uh, healing? So healing, another word for healing the sick is saving the sick. Yeah. So your body is saved from sickness. Yeah. Okay, uh, are you saved from sin? For sure we are saved from sin. But sin is to the soul what sickness is to the body. Yeah. Okay, so... Uh, the body needs to be saved, and it can be saved by the prayer of faith. Okay? We'll save him who is sick, and the Lord will restore him. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Yeah, just think of this. Né? Jesus, Matthew chapter 9, walking. And here's this lame man. Okay? And um, so he just says, the sins are forgiven. Take courage. Yeah. Who is this that can forgive sins? So he says, what is easier for me to say? Rise up, take your bed and walk. Or your sins are forgiven. But to prove to you that God has given power to man. God has given power to man to forgive sins. I say unto you, rise up, take your bed and walk. Okay, so we have power to forgive, we have power to heal. And it happens through a word of faith, spoken. Or a prayer of faith, spoken. Alright? So it's the power of God that then touches people. So the power won't be released if we don't believe the gospel. But if we do believe the gospel, the power is on the scene to heal everyone. Yes. Alright? Okay. Confess to one another therefore your faults, your slips, your false steps, and your offenses, your sins. And pray also for one another that you may be healed and restored to a spiritual tone of mind and heart. So God wants you to be healed and restored. So that doesn't mean that if you've done everything, you must confess everything about yourself to everyone else. It doesn't say that. This is something that helps you to receive to get into a state of being healed and restored. So if it will help you to receive it, to, to go to someone that you know understands the gospel and say, listen, I'm struggling to get out of this. Please pray with me. And, I, and you say it. And you bring it out and, and the, the prayer of faith saves your soul. The prayer of faith, just as you say, wow, I have a sickness. I'm struggling to get out of it. Okay, call the elders. The prayer of faith will save them that are sick. So God didn't mean for this to be another ritual or another condition. The condition of your forgiveness is not you um, saying to everyone everything you've ever done wrong because the, then we will, our only confession will be everything that we do wrong all the time. Okay? We need our confession to be the cross. So, but if there's something with which you struggle and you can't get out, get someone that, you've, that, that you can trust. And say, just pray with me, I'm struggling to get out of this thing. Okay? 
Right, so now he says, prayer of faith um, also, uh, it will save him who is sick. It says, even if he has any uh, sins, it will be forgiven. Confess your faults that you may be healed and restored to a spiritual tone of mind and heart. Okay, the earnest, now listen, the earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available. Dynamic in its working. So who's the righteous man? And we just said it. Those who believe, who by faith displays the righteousness of God. Who by faith have received the righteousness, which, who are counted righteous apart from the works they've done, they, they've done on the grounds of the work that Jesus has done, but they have believed it and they've received it, the righteous. Because the moment you believe it, the Holy Spirit comes. Is the Holy Spirit righteous? Yes. Is the Holy Spirit power? Yes. Okay, Acts chapter 1. The, uh, uh, just go wait. No, it's Luke 24, Acts chapter 1. It says, go wait in the city of Jerusalem until uh, you're endued with power from on high. So here in Acts chapter 1, he says to them, uh, you will receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And he was taken up. Okay? Then, Acts chapter 2. Here comes the Holy Ghost. You know, sound of a mighty rushing wind, tongues of fire, and just random other languages so that all the bystanders can hear the gospel in their own dialect. Okay, so power is revealed, something supernatural, something of the power of God. So when I mean power of God, I mean supernatural. When I speak of supernatural, I mean power of God, not bending spoons in the east. Okay. That, or walking upside down on the ceiling. I don't know if, if someone can do that, but what does that help? Exactly. Then you have to wash your ceiling because there's footprints. <laughs> so that's not the point. It's the power of God. Yeah. And the power of God comes out of believing the gospel. Yes. Okay, so the heartfelt, earnest, continued prayer of a righteous man, someone who believes by faith is righteous, makes Tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. So that's why they call the elders. They are righteous. The elders are people who are skilled in the word of righteousness, Hebrews chapter 5. They don't just, you know, now and then eat a teaspoon of milk. But they, you know, they have the strong meat, they have revelation. If you you, you read Hebrews chapter 5. Okay, so they're skilled in the word of righteousness. So we call the elders. Please, pray with me. Anoint me with oil. Boom, saved from the sickness. Okay? And therefore, we can confess to one another. I, uh, I, I call the elder someone who is, not someone with a position elder, someone who is established in the true doctrine of righteousness, who can divide the word accurately. Come, listen, I'm struggling with this thing. This is my fault. This is the, the thing that's got a hold of me. Help me. Pray. Boom. Power released. Okay? Saved from that problem. So uh, it's nice because there's, there's a trust. But uh, if you see, hey, there's a lot of politics going on around here. Be very careful who you choose. And still, it doesn't, it doesn't exclude you just going to Jesus and receiving grace from him. So that's the, that's, that's the first thing you need to do. <laughs> Before you call someone else, pray. 
Before you call someone else, open your heart and be honest with yourself, brutally honest, and let God do something in your heart. Okay? So that we don't become dependent on people with titles in the church. Okay? So we have direct access to Jesus, and by faith, you can receive anything. So years ago, 20 years ago, actually, I, 21 years ago, I, uh, I struggled, you know, with thoughts of depression and, I, uh, uh, and emotions, and I was really in a bad shape emotionally, okay? And I went to all kinds of people, and they could not help me. But I know their hearts were good. Their hearts were pure. So I went back to my university residence, to the room I stayed in, and I said, uh, okay, God, they can't help me. So I closed the door and said, now you help me. And he did. And I couldn't stop laughing for three months. Okay? So what I'm saying is, the power can be released by faith, you and Jesus alone. And then you have something to give. Then you can, you see someone is struggling or whatever, then you can pray for that person. Okay, or if someone sees some fruit in your life and say, come to you and say, listen, I, oh, please help me with this, then you can help them. Yeah. The prayer of a righteous person, yes. someone who has received forgiveness, someone who has received the Holy Ghost, washed in the blood, born again. Okay, so there's power in the earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous person. Okay, so then it gives the, the um, example of Elijah, you know, and he prayed, and the rain stopped for three and a half years. It's kind of a time that constantly repeats in the Bible, three and a half years. Okay, so then he prayed again, and the rain came again. But if you read it, you know, and in, where was it, in Second Kings, it says, let me just get there, First Kings, First Kings 18. Okay, if you, if you read it, then um, he just went to the king and said, no rain until I say so. Sure. That was his prayer. <laughs> and then later, he said, okay, rush, because, you know, that the, wind, the rain doesn't catch you. But first he prayed, and he put his head between his knees, and he prayed, and he prayed, and he prayed, and he sent his servant, go, look, is there a cloud? No. Prayed, 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 prayed. Continued. And look, no, nothing. Seven more times. Came back, there's a cloud, there's a man's hand. Rush, go tell the king, he must, at least the rain catches him. He must go. Okay? And immediately, the skies were dark with rain clouds. Okay? So, um, tremendous power made available, supernatural in nature, by someone who has his trust in Jesus. Okay, the words become infused with the Spirit, and the Spirit is the power. So why is the gospel the power of God unto salvation? Simply because the Holy Spirit is in every word, infused. It is words that the Spirit speaks, and it, and it transforms a heart on contact. Okay, so out of that fellowship with the Holy Spirit... Meditating on the word, carrying, treasuring the word of the spirit in your heart. When you speak from that deposit in your heart, power is released through your words. Okay? So that's why people start to have experiences or even get... We've had people getting healed in the service in the word. Okay? Because the Holy Spirit is ministering to them. Power 
anti-salvation. So it's not only anti-salvation, okay, I gave my life to Jesus, great, I'm saved. It's more than that. It's until your mind looks exactly like the mind of Christ. Until your body is so saved from all things that your body looks like the risen Christ. Okay? So, so that the glory of God can shine from our lives. Okay, so we don't have to wait to be transformed at the last day. We can now have our minds uh, renewed and be transformed now. Okay? So um, there's, always, there's always a first fruit. So we always need to, to really go for it so that people can see something. We need to see the glory in our lives. We need to see the power in, in our lives. Jesus uh, prayed for us, John 17, from verse 17. He says, uh, Lord, I've given to them the glory that you gave me from, from uh, the beginning. Okay? So that the world can know that you have sent me. So, if you display this power, this glory that's coming out of the gospel in your life, with other words, you receive the righteousness and you start to manifest his righteousness. Okay? It starts to shine from you. Then it is a, a great testimony to others that the Father has sent Jesus. Because Jesus gets more and more visible in, in our lives. Okay, so what does this righteousness look like? Okay, well, you can just go through the Gospels and see Jesus. Righteousness has to do with some acts, some actions. So the righteousness which is by the law is based on actions done by the law. Okay, but the righteousness based on faith is is based on an action of Jesus that we have now received. But he says, John 14, 12, if we believe in him, we will now have his actions. So because we have now his righteousness. Do you see? So there's a righteousness outflowing of faith. So there's works outflowing of faith. So the righteousness still has works, but you don't earn it. You get it as a gift, and then you let it loose. (laughs) And that righteousness starts to move out of you. Okay? So... Uh, let's take a few examples. So here's Peter. We were in Acts chapter 2. So he starts pre- preaching. 3,000 saved. First sermon. The Holy Spirit just poured out. Power. So he's received righteousness. And that righteousness started influencing people. Boom. Saved. Okay? Right. So Acts chapter 3. <clears throat> here goes Peter and John. And at the hour of prayer. So they kept going to the temple at the hour of prayer. Okay, so they walked, yeah, they're carrying a lame man. And they put him down, you know, and give me some money. We know that in South Africa, just give me something, you know. Every time you stop, it's quick someone at your door asking for money. When you come back from the shop, there's someone again, um, please give me. So there's a great need in our nation. Okay, so it it will turn in Jesus' name. All right, so here comes this guy, special coat. Government knows he's ready to beg. So they put him because he can't look after himself. So lame. So uh, Peter and John look at him. He says, silver and gold we do not have. We gave it all to Herod to buy a church. You know, and, and, you know, we, all, and, you know, and we, we sent him money to buy new cameras. And, so silver and gold we don't have. But what we do have, we give to you. In the name of Jesus, 
So it's His righteousness because it's His name. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And they didn't leave it there. They grabbed him. But they, wait, I left something out. They said, look on us. Not look to Jesus. No, 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 no. I'm here in his stead. Now you look at me. If you look at me, you will see him. Okay? Oh, look at Jesus. No, shut up and sit down. If you think like that. Okay. So look on us. We've got his righteousness. We've got his name. It is now just the same as if Jesus stood before you. Look on us. What we have, we give to you in the name of Jesus. And they grabbed his, their, his arms. They pulled him up. And then his ankle bones received strength. His body received healing through power administered to him through apostles, which is it's like the elders. They, they know the message. They know the righteousness. They have the Holy Ghost. Pull, and ankle bones receive strength, and there he goes, running, jumping, praising God. Never walked. You don't just start jumping and praising God and running, even if your spine is now healed. I mean, all the atrophy in, in the muscles, it, it just doesn't, it, he was completely restored immediately. And he walked around and jumped around. Incredible. Okay? So now, look, listen to what Peter says in Acts chapter 3. <laughs> he says, uh, Peter's seeing it. Okay, so everyone was amazed and like, wow, you know, these guys must be awesome, you know. So they says verse 12, and Peter seeing it answered the people, you men of Israel, why are you so surprised and wondering at this? Why do you keep staring at us as though by our own power or active piety or righteousness we have made this man able to walk? So work, they did the work, but it is his works that they did in his name by his power because we receive the righteousness not based on our works, but based on his works. Okay? So now he says, I just want to read the King James. When Peter saw it, he answered unto the people, ye men of Israel, why marvel ye at this? Why look ye so earnestly on us as though by our own power or holiness we had made this man to walk? So holiness is to be set apart, to be consecrated. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 10 says, by, uh, according to this will of God, we have been made holy or set apart or consecrated. Holy for his good work, Second Timothy chapter 2. So we have made, we have received this holiness. He has made us, us holy through the offering of the flesh body of Jesus Christ once for all. The gospel is our holiness. The gospel is our righteousness. And that, faith in that, causes the power of Jesus himself to manifest in us and through us. And works of this righteousness of God flows out of us. So it's one thing to confess 2 Corinthians 5 to anyone. Oh, I'm the righteousness of God. I'm as righteous as I'm going to be, ever be. Okay, sure, but let's do something. It's great to say it, but why don't we just see it for a change? It's great to say, oh, I'm righteous, and then, you know, go places you shouldn't go and say, say and do things just like the world. It's another thing to say, hey, by His grace, man, by His goodness, I have been made righteous. I'm so thankful. 
I'm so thankful for this. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, and then out of that, we see signs of wonders. Oh, we don't, Jesus doesn't want this person to suffer. Lay hands. So the, the righteousness of Jesus revealed instead of my own works, my own righteousness, following my own mind, following my own path. I'm following his mind. I'm following his word. I'm following his actions, his path, his power, his everything. I died. And that's righteousness. I died and Christ is alive inside me. So what does this righteousness look like? What does this righteousness look like? Oh Lord, behold their threats. Acts chapter 4. It says, And grant unto your servants boldness to speak your word fearlessly while you stretch out your hand performing signs and wonders and miracles. That's what righteousness looks like. So are we righteousness? Are we God's righteousness? Yes, we are. Do we really believe it? Well, come show me. If we really believe it, we will look more and more and more like Jesus. More at least like the apostles. But more and more like Jesus. That is the manifestation. So that brings a proof of righteousness. A proof of being sent by God. Okay, so last scripture. I see we are over the time I just went on. Okay, John chapter 3. Here comes Nicodemus. And Nicodemus comes at night because he's scared of his friends, the Pharisees. He's also he's a leader and he's a Pharisee. He comes, he says, Rabbi, we know that you must be from God. So they knew. Because no one can do the works that you do. No one amplified can produce the proofs that you do. Unless God is with him. He shall be called Emmanuel, which is God is with us. Jesus just looked at him and he said, you know, isn't that just like Jesus? You know, someone says something and then he asks a completely different question as an answer. You know, he just says something totally different. But the totally different thing is actually the answer. So he's, he's not confound, he's not bound to our, our demands. So when he speaks after you ask him a question, even if it doesn't have anything to do with it, that's what he wants your attention to be on, and it will solve your problem. Okay, all right. So John 3, Jesus answered Nicodemus, and he says, You must be born again. That which is born of flesh is flesh. That which is born of spirit is spirit. So we want the power of the spirit on the scene. The power of the spirit comes through faith in the gospel of Jesus Christ. All right? So the gospel is the power unto salvation. There's many more. You can go through your Bible and just look. Book of Acts, all the signs, wonders, and miracles. Jesus working through the apostles in Jerusalem in the church. Later, Jesus working through the apostles everywhere else in the world. It's his righteousness, is his action, is his power, it's his name. Okay? So we're supposed to look exactly like him. Humility is walking boldly in his name, in his power, in his speech, in his words, in his actions. Because we died. All right. I hope this has done something for you. So let me just see. Did I miss someone? Hello, Aaron. It's good to see you there. And uh, there's Eric Malchas. Bless you again. 
from there from Worcester. And uh, I am the righteousness of God. Amen. Yeah. Amen, amen, amen. We are the righteousness of God. So let's go look like the righteousness of God. <laughs> we can do all things through Christ. Okay. So thank you, everyone. Send us an email. And uh, we would love to hear from you and just get some feedback. If you're watching us from a place that we don't know, please send us an email. We'd love to hear from you. Okay? And uh, so be blessed. We'll see you again tomorrow morning at 9. Have an amazing day. Over and out. <laughs> <laughs>